right. Welcome, listener, internet friends near and far, to another episode of Parks and Conversation. My name is Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? It is going so well. It is a beautiful, normal Friday. Time for the weather update. (laughs) Let's do a weather update. Uh, (laughs) Let's do a weather check. Uh, It's just, uh, you know, we've got some marine air coming in. most likely going to be burned burned off uh by this afternoon and we should have a beautiful uh sunny afternoon good <laughs> wow <laughs> riveting yeah did i tell you about my weather podcast that i listened to <laughs> no it's please so tell good. me are you, you introduced me to this guy cliff mass oh, yeah he has a podcast just for the seattle area it's so good it's only like 15 minutes long i'm like man how do you cram that, so much information into long? so yeah <laughs> And I listen at three times speed, so it's like five times, five minutes. And I'm like, man, so much, That's, so much goodness. We don't have that much weather. I beg to differ. He I mean, we re- have a lot of a weather, but not like 15 <laughs> minutes worth of different weather. Well, you'd be surprised. So he does like uh, the week update, like the week weather report, basically looking into the weekend and going into next week. But then he oh, also... Not, not like the past weekend. Hey, you guys remember when it rained? <laughs> Yeah, like my friend who fills out his uh, March Madness bracket as the tournament is happening. That's like, the way to do it. You, I'm you never, never wrong. Never lose. <laughs> he started doing that before the internet. So he really just was like, I just want a record of who wins. I don't sure. care about right. predicting. It's like, dude, you're way off. Um, so, but yeah, he was never disappointed. Like I am every year with Xavier. <laughs> yeah, you keep keep going back to that well, man. One day you'll learn. Well. I want this, the mutant school to do well. <laughs> That's all. You think they would do better, you know? Yeah, they have powers. Come on, guys. Yeah. This is a school for gifted youngsters, and I don't see anyone gifted. What's your mutant power? Height? Yeah, for some, 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 some of us, for some of us, for some of us, that's all we have. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, the power of reach. Sorry, we don't have me- all have mega brain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to yes and, and I had nothing else to say to that. All um, right. All right. Well, hey, a uh, couple things mm-hmm. before we get into the episode proper. We're talking about uh, listener. In case you didn't know what's happening right now, this isn't <laughs> this isn't just two dudes on the internet talking to each other. We could do that without an audience. It it helps. Um, but um, we uh, we talk about parks and recreation, and uh, we are going to be talking about season four, episode twelve. Uh, campaign ad in just a moment. But before we get into that, we have some listener email. So it is time for a town forum. And I'm pretty excited about this. First one is coming from listener Christy, not the Christy I know who has a recreation degree, a different Christy. Yes, I know multiple Christies. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so Christy, we had a question about what is what is Salger and is sugar a spice? And Christy, uh, laid it all out for us here and so uh, she said salt is a mineral sugar is an and this is in quotes ingredient but could also be a seasoning but a spice is a seed bark or root used for flavoring look at that yeah so uh and then she has a link to a quora.com article and it's a listener you might want to write this down https colon slash slash www.quora.com slash Slash salt hyphen is hyphen a hyphen mineral hyphen inorganic hyphen sugar 
hyphen is I'll stop. It's a very long um, Quora article, but the best use of Salger, according to Christy, would be uh, butterscotch uh, pudding, by the way, like salted caramel. And when mm-hmm. Wesley reveals that she was only scooping sugar and not Salger onto her spaghetti, Christy laughs so hard and Ben's look to the camera <laughs> is such a great horrified <laughs> confusion. And yeah. yeah, that is one of the uh, best. It's a great Ben moment. He's a great uh, audience surrogate. Like he's thinking what we're thinking most of the time. Yeah, because how how would you know? It was set up so perfectly with Salger, Salger. No, this is just sugar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So thank you, listener Christy. And uh, this also this next email comes from uh, listener CJ, and uh, he says that. Uh, uh, He's so glad we're back. I'll just read his quote instead of me trying to. Impl- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the subject line is topless park, topless park. And I was really afraid to open this. <laughs> dangerous. <FYI. laughs> danger, dangerous click. Risky, like, uh, risky click. <laughs> but this is going to an email account that I can easily burn to the ground. It's not associated to anything else. So um, anyway, so <laughs> it's just like a, it. A, yeah, it's this email account is not my life. I can get rid of it if I need to. So please, please be careful with your subjects. Um, so, uh, this is what, what CJ says. So glad you're back. I really missed your podcast and I'm really excited to hear your commentary about the forthcoming other podcasts about everyone's favorite fictional Indiana town. Thank you, CJ. I wanted to share my local farm called Luna C Alpaca farm in Clermont, Florida. While not exactly what you asked for, they raise llamas among other animals. Like, so they were like helping llamas get along with other animals, I think. Can we all get a llama? <laughs> oh, oh, boo. oh, come on. Uh, so at uh, Lunacy Alpaca Farm, <clears throat> they make their own toys from the hair, fur, wool, whatever, the shear. I, I had a keychain. They also have ornaments and plushes and also clothing and scarves and yarn and just so much. I know you're, the, you're one, on the other side of the country, so it wouldn't be feasible for you to visit. But if you're ever in the area, it's such a beautiful small farm and really cares about their animals. I've attached a picture of some of the llamas. It's been a while since my visit, so I don't remember more details. But it was such a fun experience at their farm. So, CJ, thank you. Um, And I will include this llama picture in the show notes. uh, And you can find that at... uh, Just click on the show notes thing, I guess, in your podcatcher, and it'll get you there. So, uh, uh, a picture of some llamas. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you, CJ. And we're glad we're back, too. Uh, and uh, we are having a great old time. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited for this episode. Um, and I would say it all, almost every time. But next week, I won't because uh, I don't like next week's episode as much. Wow. Um, so <laughs> spoiler be, alert. Be, be sure to tune in. <laughs> tune in and let's all like say how terrible we think the next episode is. OK. That's, yeah, we'll we'll be unifiers in how much we hate that one so and we can figure out like why do we hate that one so much sure yeah it'll be great counter and people can let us know why they do like it Mm. Mm, and how how they're wrong (laughs) and then we'll say that's a terrible point no um we would never counterpoint you're dumb (laughs) (laughs) wow how's that that that's good already i would never say that to our listener no so, because CJ wrote a, such a nice email and Christy wrote such a nice email. So, yeah, we're back. And so this episode, Jeremy, first impressions on this episode before we discuss it. 
Yeah, I, I really I enjoy this episode a lot. This is a really fun episode. And uh uh, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't like the next episode either. Um, but this introduces a new character uh, that is absolutely fantastic to the world of Pawnee. And yeah, I, it's, it's, this is a fun one for me because everybody's in it. Um, so yeah, how about you? What do you, what did you think of this one? I concur. It is so fun. It feels like Andy was just given an opportunity to Andy to the max. Yeah which makes it even more fun. And his whole storyline has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> yes. It is completely, it could have been its own episode, kind of like the Coach Beard episode of Ted Lasso. Right. Like, is this real? <laughs> like, that's um, that's kind of how I feel with the whole Andy and April segment. Um, and uh, yeah, I love it so much. So um, yeah, I love this episode. And uh you know, we got to watch out for our, make sure we don't hit our head or our brain helmet um, and we'll be fine. So, um, yeah, so let's jump in cold open. We meet Leslie's uh, competition in her campaign for city council. And uh, it's Bobby Newport. And Bobby Newport is played by Paul Rudd. America's sweetheart. America's never aging actor, showman, dancer, Mac and me connoisseur. <laughs> I mean, everything about Paul Rudd. Like I, I would be hard pressed to find something negative to say about Paul Rudd. Yeah. I don't even know what you, yeah. I don't know what you could say bad about Paul Rudd. Yeah. He seems, he seems like a genuinely nice guy. And even as Bobby Newport, like, I get why people like him. He's super fun. And he gives people candy. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Bobby Newport is the uh one of the sons of Nick Newport senior. Um and uh yeah, so he's excited no, to No, no right there. So that was that was the thing. So if Bobby Newport's the heir to the throne, what happened to Nick Newport Jr.? And well, Dakota and Dakota and the the other dog and all of that, the puffy vest people. <laughs> I think they all are busy running Sweetums. And so Nick Sr. was like. I'm actually doing something with my life. Yeah. No, well, Nick Sr.'s old and he's like, he's looking at Bobby, who's just living off of his inheritance, essentially. And is like, what are you ever going to do with your life? And uh, and <laughs> and then Bobby's finally like, get off my back, you you old man. I'm going to. I'm going to change this town for the better. I'm going to run for city council. Why am I giving you a piggyback in the first place? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I, I mean, we later find out that the only reason Bobby does this is because he wants to get his dad off his back. Yeah. So I think he's he's living in the shadow of Nick and Dakota and Shoelace. Um, and so he's like, I got it. I mean, Shoelace is more successful than, than <laughs> I am. So I got to do something with myself. True. So, um, yeah, so he comes and he's, he's at a campaign event. Um, and, uh, he's, I love his opening line. He's like, you know, we're two days into this campaign and so far it's going great. In fact, I don't know why they call it a campaign because up until now it's been a camp pleasure, <laughs> 
which is terrible. <laughs> it's such a gross thing to say. <laughs> um, but it's also the title of this episode. So when you download this, um, we're talking about we're talking about topless parks, <laughs> cam pleasure. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's so bad we use it for the title. Yeah, it's like, I can't not use this. It's so, so cringy. So, yeah, so he is, um, de- his whole speech is, it's been a camp pleasure. All right. Hey, why don't we line up for autographs and free Bobby bars? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who wants to meet me? <laughs> Who wants to meet me? Um, and so that's what they do. My, and he tells everybody, my dad made him. Um, and so uh, Leslie and Ben are at this event and they get in line to meet Bobby and essentially say like, hey, we've been trying to get a hold of you and set up a debate, but you've been ignoring us. And I love Bobby's resport- responses. Um, I thought I was running unopposed. <laughs> yeah. So up until now, nothing has ever stood in Bobby Newport's way. And, uh, and so now he is surprised that, uh, he's, that he has competition. And then immediately he asks them, uh, so what do you guys do? <laughs> like, we just told you we're running for camp. It. <laughs> so, which is um, like his entire character in a nutshell, like right there, that that's going to be him for this entire time. Yeah. I think maybe one of the reasons why he is running is because maybe he feels like Shoelace is smarter than him. <laughs> maybe Shoelace should have ran. Yeah. Shoe, I mean, Shoelace or, you know, this, the progeny of Lil Sebastian would have won this campaign hands down. Right. It would like this would have been a really difficult. Nobody would have that would have been an unopposed race at that point. Like, oh, Lil Sebastian Jr. is running. We're out. He's got a lot of good ideas. He can count now. Um. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so that's, I love your fan fiction headcanon. About... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. He would have, he would have been good at counting. Horses can count. Sure. Have you not seen Mr. Ed? Some of them can talk. Yeah. There's a reason for that. It has to do with carrots. Whatever. I just believe it. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So the main, uh, track for this episode, the a plot is going to be setting up the campaign with against Bobby Newport. And so that's going to be our A plot. Mm-hmm. Our B plot is going to be uh April and Andy um because they have some medical concerns. And then our C plot will be Chris and Ron and their dynamics. So which plot do you want to go with first here, Jeremy? Um let's do the Chris and, and Ron one because that was the the weakest of the of the three I felt. Okay. I all right, let's do it. Okay, so Chris and Ron, they are um, not the same at all, <laughs> right? They're, they're opposites. Very, very opposite. And, you know, Ben resigned in disgrace. And so um, now Ron, Chris is kind of on his own managing this government. And uh, he's the city manager, so he needs to make sure, like, uh, you know, he's got people in his back who can at his back who can support him but also as we learned in the very first episode with chris and, and ben chris hates giving bad news and so he goes to ron and he asks um ron to come with him to a, a meeting and ron is doing a crossword i think <laughs> something yeah, crossword or Sudoku or something like that yeah sometimes i think he's just make drawing a grid <laughs> like <laughs> i like i've looked at it like what is that i like squares uh, yeah, he's like, I like to make a bunch of squares and then color them in at random. It suits me. Um, and so he uh, comes in and Ron's only thing on Ron's desk is his little grid box there. And Ron's and Ron's response is like, I'm pretty busy. 
<laughs> and uh, but Chris hooks him by saying, "I've got to make a ton of budget cuts." And then right. Ron's like, "I can make some time." So uh, so yeah, so Ron is jumping in on this meeting with uh, with with uh, Chris because he can uh, cut some things, and he's got a great idea already. Um, he's like, "Have you ever considered cutting the fire department?" <laughs> I've personally put out several local fires at no cost to the taxpayer. <laughs> he's a problem solver. Yeah. I mean, he's available to do anything that needs doing. And so, um, yeah, so Ron is in with Chris to go and help uh, cut some of these, uh, you know, very expensive projects. And some of the projects that he, well, the first project that they look at, like, I don't understand why a local city would be responsible for that. Because they're in the meeting, um, and uh, Chris is saying, uh, you, the public's work department is wonderful, and this guy, John, is the best idea man in the business. Uh, and then Ron just cuts in, and we're canceling all of your ongoing projects. <laughs> um, and the, John here is asking, like, what about the Pawnee River Dam? And Ron's just like, dam's dead. <laughs> dam's dead. Have a nice day. Um, you know, so he's just... Making it happen, making where, the cuts. Where will the water go? Wherever it's headed now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the important thing is the dam is never happening, and your dream has been crushed. <laughs> so I don't like. Maybe I'm wrong, Jeremy. But are rivers like are cities responsible for their rivers? Isn't that like a county or a state issue? I have no idea. I I try to stay out of the affairs of of uh, water. Okay. Rivers specifically, they meander. They're very unpredictable. That's true. That's true. Well, Ron does not have a problem with the uh, the unpredictability of water. It's like wherever it's going now, gravity works. So um, yeah. So Chris says they're sorry, and Ron just says I am not. <laughs> Good meeting, and that's that. Um, so yeah. So Ron is stepping into that Ben role where Chris would come in and say, Hey, everybody, you're doing great, and then. Uh, ben would say, and your budget's cut by 35% or whatever. So this is a very big help to Chris because he hates giving the bad news. So um, keeps scrolling down here with with Ron and uh, he's in his office. And Chris comes to see him and say, hey, uh, thank you for being so ruthless and cruel in the meeting the other day. <laughs> they don't make that Hallmark card. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Chris is Chris is really good at specific compliments. Like, <laughs> hey, I asked you to do a specific thing and you did it. Thank you. Um, and uh, but even here, Ron's like, you'll have to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like with the public works department. Um, and then he's like, hey, I have to go to lunch. What do you think we uh, get together and you can talk about projects you want to accomplish? And Ron's like, I don't have any projects. <laughs> And Chris laughs and laughs and then cut <laughs> cut to the restaurant and and um and they're talking Orn's like, what should we order? I'm gonna um <laughs> he's like, I want something raw and cucumber based. A cucumber. <laughs> A cucumber. That cut was was so perfect because Chris is laughing and it's just a close-up of Ron's very disgruntled face. And then it cuts back to they keep the laugh going and mm -hmm. Chris is and and then you just pull back and you see them, they're at the restaurant. And then Ron obviously, you know, bring, points that out by saying, how did I get here? Did he drug me? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I declined his invitation. He started laughing. <laughs> Next thing I knew, we were at lunch. <laughs> we were here. 
It's the power <laughs> of Traeger. Yeah. So I yeah, that's so weird that Ron would be uh manipulated this way by Chris. It's like, probably yeah, it was probably a like a, a device or the or they're like the writer's like he would never go willingly. So that we have to let's like he was under some kind of a spell or a trance. Like how funny would that be if Chris just like kind of you know whisked him away? I mean yeah. not like real not like real magic, but like trigger magic. Yeah, he's got a strong woo. Sure. Like a John. Woo. Yeah, like John Woo. Like there's he distracts him with doves and slow motion. Sl- yes, and doves right, yeah. coming out of the the car. <laughs> wow. Why were the doves in the car anyway? <laughs> it was thinking, the dove delivery guy. I'm thinking face off specifically. That was John Woo, right? Sure. I just you can't return them when they're dead. That's all face off? If, if you freeze them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go back to the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look up face off director. I'm pretty sure it's John Woo. Yeah, John Woo. I like that movie. What do you think about Face Off? Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, I made a Face Off reference the other day because we were talking about hockey and nobody got it. So then I stopped. So that's as far as I got. Was this at home? No, it was out. I don't, I don't know. I was somewhere. Where were you talking about hockey with somebody and then you made a Face Off reference I, and they didn't get it? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, this is what I'm saying. I'm like, Ben, it's like, oh, calculator, you know, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, just like John Travolta and uh, what's his face and face off. And they're like, what? Uh, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. The, the time Come traveling on. vampire. John Travolta and wh- whoever. It's Nicholas Cage, <laughs> dude. Come that's on. Probably why, that's probably why they didn't get the joke. Uh, it, was, it was a 1997 American action thriller. Directed by John Woo, written by Mike Werb and Michael Colliery. Uh, yeah, I really like this movie. Can I? Let's take a pause real quick. <laughs> wow. On this on this episode, because I went to see this movie with my friend Darren, and we went to a matinee, and uh, when we came out, it was one of those weird like summer things where like it was still light out. No, it was. <laughs> It was a matinee, so I'd hope it'd still be light out. Um, <laughs> it had when we came when we went in to the theater, it was sunny and clear and beautiful. When we came out, it was sunny and clear and everything was wet. <laughs> it like rained so hard while we were in the theater, but we missed it all. And it was I have this just vivid memory of being like, we're stepping into a new world here. <laughs> this is a post face off world. Yeah. And I am for it. That's the power of John Travolta <laughs> and the other guy swapping faces. Yeah, that movie is so bananas. Oh, man, it is so good. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I guess go see it if you haven't. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, they put their faces back eventually. A lot of slow motion in that movie, like because it's John Woo. But like at the end, when um <laughs> When John Travolta, I can't remember who's the good guy or the bad guy. There's a scene where um, I'm pretty sure it's John Travolta comes in, but he's supposed to be the bad guy at that point. And it comes slow motion into his house. And it's like, oh, we all know he's a bad guy, but his family doesn't. And then at the end, John Travolta comes back in slow motion. But this time we know that he's been restored. Um, So but the movie loses credibility. Um, because there's like no scars in the whole face trade procedure twice, no scarring. Come that's on. Where, that's where it loses the credibility. <laughs> yeah. I want to take his face. 
off. off. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to call this movie? Let's just scroll through. Let's see if there's any clever lines throughout this, this script. Oh, my word. <laughs> Bobby Newport. <laughs> oh, man. I... Sorry. Sorry, listener. Uh, please tell us what you think about Face Off. You can email us, parksandconversation at gmail.com. Um, let's just go for it. Sure. Uh, so we, I, I would not be opposed to doing a Nick Cage <laughs> podcast, like take a break from this and just go right into the Nick Cage universe. The bees, the bees. <laughs> when in, in Gone in 60 Seconds, uh, when uh, he's trying, like they're all ready to like start the heists and he like puts his hands out and he like starts shaking. Right. Do you remember this? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, his hands, it's like his hands fell asleep. He's trying to wake him back up yes. and get the, get the pins and needles out of his fingertips. Oh man. It's so good. So good. I saw gone in 60 seconds with Darren again. And Maybe you was, and Darren should have a podcast. I think it was the summer of cage. I feel like they were all the same. Like he just dropped a ton of movies all in one summer. And, uh, and they're, Darren and I were watching this movie and there were like some youths behind us. You know, I'm probably 16 at this point. He's probably Darren was 17. And there's some people behind us who are like, that's not how I'd steal the car. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is happening in Woodenville? Um, so yeah, that's not how I'd steal that car. What happened when he came out of that the theater that day? Uh, we went at night and it was still dark. Okay, good. So it was it wasn't confusing. Um anyway. Chris comes back to see Ron (laughs) (laughs) and he comes to Ron's office and (laughs) Ron Swanson, just the man I wanted to see. And I don't think Chris, um, I don't know who did he think was going to be in Ron's office. (laughs) Right. And Ron's trying to close the door. Like he actually closed the door, but it's too late. Yeah. Uh, And Chris invites him to a, a seminar on the art of Japanese of the art of the Japanese tea ceremony. Uh, and Ron's like, why would you invite me? And Chris, because Chris pays attention, he says, I know how much you value silence. And Ron like nods like, yeah, huh. fair point. Um, and so uh, Ron, it, I mean, Ron's like, look, we had lunch last week and I think we spent enough social time together. Um, and so Chris like, well, change my mind. Well, if you change your mind, let me know. And and Donna then comes in um, and, you know, Chris leaves Donna. Ron's like, I don't know why he wants to hang out with me so much. And Donna just says, I think he's looking for his friend. He lost his buddy. He's looking for a friend. And so that puts Ron, gives him a good idea here. Uh, And so the next time we see uh, Chris and Ron, Ron is coming to Chris's office. And uh, Ron has uh, brought Kyle with him. (laughs) A a great friend of Ron's. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't know his name. Uh, He calls him Dennis at the same time Kyle says Kyle. Um, And so here... He is a fellow who works in the building and his, he is named Dan Kyle. And, uh, and Ron says he strongly enjoys Japanese culture. And I thought he might enjoy going with you to the thing. Um, and Chris in, in investigates this and uh, he's like, Oh, you're a brother Japanophile. And Kyle says, I was eating rice. <laughs> <laughs> and Ron made me come up here. <laughs> that's all the japanese culture that ron needs like you like japanese stuff uh he was eating rice (laughs) um and so this is where uh chris pulls ron aside and says listen what's going on here and ron's like it seems like you wanted a friend um and chris i love chris i'm not lonely i have me 
Yes. That may be, <laughs> that may be less my friends <laughs> And a hot girlfriend. <laughs> I have me. Um, but he was, then he says like, look, I, I need a new assistant manager and I was giving you a try. Um, and so mull it over for a while. Um, and I'd love to ha- for you to have the job. Think about it. And then he leaves with Kyle-san. Um, I so. wonder what would have happened if Chris Traeger and Jeremy Jam got together to talk about Japan <laughs> and all that Japanese crap. That's a quote. That's a quote. That's a quote. Oh, Jeremy Jam. Uh, we have not met Jeremy yet. I, so. I, I, I know. I know. But I'm just saying, like, this is as close as it's kind of, I just, there's a connection there. And I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. It'll be good when it happens. That would have been really great. But Jeremy would have been like, T, <laughs> right? Are these geishas? <laughs> Probably be what, more what Jeremy's into. So Let's watch, watch some anime. Jeremy Jam, not Jeremy you. Oh, yeah. No. L- I, listener, no. I want to make sure you guys know that I know Jeremy here on the podcast. <laughs> not into geishas. <laughs> No. So, all right. We talked about a topless park. <laughs> we talked about <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get the e tag for sure. Um, all right. So, uh, you ready for the B plot? Or oh, excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Is that what that stands for? Mm-hmm. All right. Ready to uh, E for everyone. <laughs> so, April and Andy come into Anne's office because she works part time at the in the public health department or something like that. Um, and, uh, Anne comes in and says, hey, Anne, are you still a nurse or did they fire you because you slept with all the doctors? <laughs> and uh, April is just so delightful. Um, and Anne's like, you want to try that again? It's like, well, are you still a nurse? Because Andy's not feeling well. Uh, I, like that. I like that Anne stood up for herself. You know, yeah. we were t- talking about being a bit of a doormat. Now, maybe she's a bit of a doormat with with like her dating life and stuff. But at least here she's like stands up to April. You want to try that yeah. again? Because you, you obviously need something. Right. Yeah. and so. Um, yeah, so she, then she says, Andy's not feeling well. And so I was like, what's wrong? He's like, I had a headache and I'm seeing double and I got a song stuck in my head and my teeth hurt. Also, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Anne's response. It's like, well, some of those are symptoms and some of those are just being a person. Um, and so <laughs> she's like, did you hit your head? And Andy, he's like, he's like, no. Well, technically, I I did smash my head into the wall area. And there's <laughs> a lot of air quotes hanging as he's doing this. Um, and uh <laughs> They cut to him doing this and he's trying to uh, hammer in his gold record into the wall and he sneezes and hit his head, hits his head on the wall. And then April's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm okay. And, uh, and then he (laughs) tries to swing the hammer again and falls down off the little ladder. And, uh, and Andy's takeaway from this story is, uh, point is I have a gold record. Um, so, um, and then, and Anne's like, well, I can help you with some of the things, but you're going to have to go see a doctor. And April's like, we can't afford that. And Anne's like, yeah, you can, you have insurance. And then Andy says, uh, (laughs) they call it, they're calling each other smart ass here. And Andy says, neither of your asses are that smart because insurance is something that for when something bad happens to your car, PS, I haven't had it in years. (laughs) (laughs) And Anne's like, oh, we used to live together and I love Chris or Andy is just so oblivious. Like you still got it for me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So now they've learned that they have insurance because they are full-time employees of the city government here in Pawnee. So they have good insurance. And so they go and we get to see Dr. Harris again. 
and Dr. Harris is the best of all doctors. Um, and he's telling Andy to look to the the left and the right, and Andy's looking the wrong way both times. And <laughs> Dr. Whatever. Harris is like, whatever. Um, and, <laughs> um, <laughs> April is like, are you the kind of doctor who gets hooked on his own drugs? I bet you are. Uh, and he just ignores that altogether. Sure. Um, <laughs> so Andy, he asks Andy what, ha- what happened, and Andy tells, tells Dr. Harris, who has been with Andy for a long time already. He mm-hmm. was the doctor that he saw when he broke his legs. Um, he knows how dumb Andy is, but Andy is still trying to sound impressive to this doctor. Um, and he says, I was reading an encyclopedia and I tripped or in quotes, fell over and hit my head or brain helmet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and April's just, yeah, he sneezed and smacked his head against the wall. <laughs> and Dr. Harris like, that sounds right. Um, and he's like, well, it's a con- concussion. Wouldn't worry about it, but anything else. And then Andy starts giving all of his symptoms. Which None are, of the things from before. No, there's more. These are all and, new ones. Yeah. So uh, I'm just going to just read what Andy says are his symptoms. Sound good? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, I've got a weird rash in my knee pit area and my tongue on this side doesn't taste anything anymore. <laughs> Sometimes when I walk, my ankles make like a weird rattlesnake sound. Things are, that are far away from my eyes are fuzzy. I once ate a Twix with the wrapper on it and I've never seen the wrapper come out. Also, I've swallowed every piece of gum that I've ever chewed for the past 25 years. Andy! <laughs> I don't know. I broke my thumb on my way over here. Just fix me. <laughs> and his thumb is so jacked up. <laughs> it's all bruised and nasty. And it's like, how how did you break your thumb on the way over here? And like, not what were they doing? And it was the very first thing. Anything else about him? He's like, nope. <laughs> like, no. So good. So good. Um, so yeah, so they're like, all right, we're gonna have to give you a referral to all these other things. <laughs> um, and uh <laughs> April's like, thanks for nothing. <laughs> so You're I feel welcome. that way when I go to the doctor. <laughs> like, I, I can't do anything for you, but all these other people you can pay to do things for you. I'm like, oh sure, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, so then Andy's getting a vision test. Um, and his responses are E H four M potato shape, coffee mug shape, <laughs> smudge, smudge, middle finger, smudge. The rest are all smudges. And then he like throws the thing away, like nailed it. Um, and he was like, you drove us here. <laughs> um, and then their talking head is like, Hey, we made all of our doctor's appointments for ourselves in one week. So then we won't have to come back for like 10 years because we're smart. Um, and the doctor's like, you're going to need glasses. And April's like, no, uh, he's, I'll divorce him. And Andy's response is, well, you heard her. Two handsome glasses. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder I wonder if this is the same person who wrote or pitched the idea for the um all the what was it, 91 meetings? The person who, who wrote <clears throat> this episode? Yeah, or at least pitched the idea because the like it's 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 like a what if. Would you or, or would you rather? Would you rather have all of your meetings on one day and none for the rest of the year? Or you know, have one meeting every single day for a year? Or would you rather go to the doctor, you know, twice, once or twice a month, or have all of your doctor's visits, dental, vision on one day and be done for a year? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would would you do? I'd rather do them all on one day. Yeah. Agreed. I had two appointments yesterday. I had a dentist appointment and a chiropractor appointment, and I felt felt productive. (laughs) (laughs) Why? You just laid there in both of them. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> but but you felt productive. That's good. I don't, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't, it's just funny. 
it's two things I didn't want to really do. Well, I don't mind going to the chiropractor, but um, I don't really want to go to the dentist, but I did it. So I felt productive. All right. Who wrote 94 meetings? Sorry, I had to look 94. it up. Your dentist's uh, name is Crentist? <laughs> Maybe that's why he became a dentist. Um, it uh, No, that's Harris Whittles. Harris Whittles, okay. Is uh, the, the story editor. Alan Yang wrote um, campaign ad. So um, Alan Yang is the bass player in Mouse Rat, by the way. That's true. So F- FYI, listener. Yeah. Uh, uh, so if you're trying to put a face to a person. Um, so... Yeah, so then the next uh, doctor thing, uh, Andy's getting allergy tests. Uh, and <laughs> Oh, my uh, gosh. Have you ever had an allergy test? No. Oh, they are sound te- awful. They're terrible. Um, and the doctor's like, well, if you're allergic, you zoom in on his arm and it's all like numbers and circles. And because yeah. the allergy test is like poking your skin to see what you have a reaction to. And his arm is totally red. So he's like, based based on the redness, I might be allergic to getting stabbed by needles. <laughs> <laughs> I had one that they they put all of these little like vials with the needles. It's like a it's like a a tray, and underneath the tray is all the needles. It's like in a grid, and it had to have been like twenty or I don't even know how many. It was a ton, but they did it on my back. Yeah, and so it just itches, and so you just had this massive itch on your back. When I don't this? have I don't have a joke for that. It just sucked. Uh, when I was young, like probably oh my word, nine or ten. Well, that would suck. Oh yeah. Well, I'm glad yep. you lived. Yeah, oh, yeah, me too. That's why I never go outside because yeah. it turned out turned out I was pretty much allergic to most anything plant based. So, oh, go so Washington. When, when people are like, "You should do an all plant diet," you're like, "Are you trying nope. to kill me?" Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well. Um. Yeah. So Andy is allergic to everything too. So you and Andy have that in common. Oh, nice. Um. That's why and, I only uh, eat candy. Yeah. You and Andy have that in common. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and then it cuts to a, another talking head with Andy and April. Um, and, uh, Andy <laughs> says, we've already been to like five di- different doctors. I got my ankles microwaved. April X-rayed. Says X-rayed. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll be Andy. You be April. Okay. I got my ankles microwaved. X-rayed. They took my blood away to use for science. Cholesterol tests. <laughs> April had her sinuses removed. Looked at. <laughs> Some guy looked at my wiener, touched it. That was weird. That guy wasn't even a doctor. <laughs> that what? <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> that what? <laughs> she, does, she doesn't even crack. Like she doesn't break character. It's so it's so perfect. Yeah, she is. April is so well cast. She's so great. So yeah, she's one of the best parts of the show in a show that has so many best parts. It's true. So um, yeah, so <laughs> I love that all of the things that he thought was happening had my ankles microwaved. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you microwave an ankle? <laughs> Took his blood for science. Yeah. So uh, cholesterol test. <laughs> like I'm helping other people out now with yeah. my, my my science blood. I love how he had these huge boots for his rattlesnake ankles. <laughs> <laughs> so they must have found something. Something was going on. Yes. Uh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, Andy is on the road to recovery. You know, so this is good news for everybody. Um, so then it cuts to, um, April and Andy after doing some dental work, apparently. Um, and, uh, and so they are, um, he, a- Andy's poking her and he's like, a- Andy, April's like, ow. And then they're at the front desk and, um, and, uh, 
the lady at the desk gives them the bill and he's like, we won't be needing that. We, I've got this free medicine card. <laughs> I love first though, that's like they had all this dental work done and he's like, let's get you home and get you some ice cream. <laughs> yeah. That's the, whole reason, that's the whole reason they're there. <laughs> Cavities and, yeah. and how, how bad would that hurt? They, they know how to care for each other. So <laughs> I went to the, like I said, I went to the dentist yesterday and oh, yeah. later I went to the Seahawks game. And uh, they lost, by the way, which oh. was hard. But that um, double punt, that double punt, though, come on, that was really cool. I was very confused. I was on the other end of the field. And I was like, "What's happening? <laughs> what is happening right now?" Um, so, um, but the oh, I had my my daughter went with me, and she wanted dipping dots all day. That's all she was talking about. When are we getting dipping dots? When are we, so we finally got dipping dots, and they were so cold, and my teeth were still like <laughs> in dental mode. <laughs> and I was like. Ooh, a little too cold. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know why she likes loves those so much. They're not good. They're really not. They're so cold that I don't think they have flavor. Yeah. You, your brain tricks you into thinking a thing. So, um, yeah. Like Andy thinking he knows how to get out of paying a $500 deductible. Um, because it was like, we won't be needing that. We've got this free medicine card and it's like still a $500 deductible. Um, did you see how smooth that transition was? Um, that was really good. I loved and, how he was like, oh, we won't be needing that. And he just flips the paper right back at her. Like, yeah. And then it's like, oh, dine and dash. And they run out the door. Um, and I think they're getting away with it. And they run right into an ambulance, which <laughs> they're at the dentist in a hospital complex. But this is like the dental area. Why is there an ambulance right outside the dental area? Uh, you know, well, they kind of went around a couple corners. It's a small yeah. town. There's only one medical building. Kind of like the sports building. This is the... <laughs> the sports building. <laughs> this is the medical building. It's the medical... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. There's a, uh, a building in Linwood called Linwood Financial 2. <laughs> Ooh, have you been to Linwood Financial 1? I can't find it. I don't know where it is. So <laughs> maybe two is like 2.0. Like it's the same one, but they just upgraded it. Upgraded. Okay. I'll go with that. Cause I I, to, I'm still I looking. I can't wait to see its final form. <laughs> Charizard. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they run and after crashing into an ambulance, uh, and he says, call an ambulance, but not that one. Uh, so then at the, uh, the end of the episode, the credit scene is April and Andy. Um, and, uh, they're pretty, they're in a bad way. Uh, and April says, maybe you should see one of the other doctors. No, no more doctors. They're a bunch of scam artists. They reel you in with the free stuff. Next thing you know, bam, you run into an ambulance every time. Every time. <laughs> Let's just go home and care for each other. We could uh, we could buy a sewing kit. You could sew up my lip underneath the bridge somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Let's just like, go home and care for each other. They have a home. They have a place to live. Right. Like, you could sew my lip under a bridge somewhere. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> uh that's why yeah. i do most of my medical work is under a bridge yeah yeah listen to red hot chili peppers um and do medical work under a bridge so so that's uh that's the uh the b plot which is fantastic i love that i love andy and april in this and then now we have yeah, a whole bunch. To, andy and andy and april try to figure out the medical system yeah which i would love that whole episode yeah like if there are deleted scenes i want them to be undeleted <laughs> Can, control z those get those back in is that uh wait edit redo is 
Shift Control Z. Oh yeah, Command Shift Z. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. I did. Um. So. Uh. So yeah. So now. Um. Leslie and and her team are trying to figure out how do they counter Bobby Newport, and this is the A plot. It starts uh, with them watching an ad. Uh, with Bobby saying, my family owns nine miles, nine square miles of the town in this land. And isn't my family what this town's really about? No. Right, right there. This episode came out in 2012, right? It's an election year. There are so many things about Bobby Newport's campaign and the assumptions of Bobby Newport that seem prophetic. To, uh, to what would have happened in our country four years after this was aired, where one of the candidates, I'm not going to name names, one mm. of the candidates thought everybody should just give it to him. <laughs> and uh, he had I no... I want it. I want had, it. I, I kind of gave it away here. He had no uh, clue. I think that's the best way to say it. No clue about policy or anything. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. As I was watching this, I was just, man, I know I get it. <laughs> it seems so weird at the time that people would be so Im- impressed with this candy magnate. <laughs> but <laughs> Who's you know, never really accomplished anything. No, but then we had a guy who tried to sell steaks for a while, run for president. Sure. <laughs> and he won. So little too close to home so there may be some like some things that happen over the next several episodes where i'm just going to need uh, need a minute to just okay. be like i get it you take your time this is this is what it's a safe space it's what this podcast <sighs> for it is you know? and all of our 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 tens of listeners so mm-hmm. thank you for mm-hmm. thank you for letting us process this um and uh so yeah so he thinks the whole town is about his family and uh yeah and and is just like this guy's everywhere and Donna is like, not complaining because <laughs> Paul Rudd is a handsome individual. <laughs> so I get it. Um, and so Leslie's like, we have to figure out a way to beat him. Um, and I just don't know how to do this because he's everywhere. Um, but she trusts Ben. And so Ben has an idea. He holds up a newspaper with the uh, an article about the upcoming uh, basketball game between the rival teams here in Indiana. Basketball is huge. Um, and so. Uh, Ben's suggestion is they put all their money into making an ad to play during the halftime of the game, and it's going to be an attack ad, and everybody's excited about it. Everybody except Leslie, because Leslie does not like attack ads. So, um, but everybody's like, "Yeah, all right, let's do this. Let's get on board." Um, and uh, so, the next time we see this gang here, they are. Uh, Watching another ad. I'm Bobby Newport. I'm a regular guy. I like dogs. I'm here with my Persian Greyhound, Raclette. Rac- I don't know how to say <clears> that <throat> word. Who was given to me by my buddy. The pretender a- to the throne of... Look, uh, was it Lichtenstein? My, my notes got cut off. Alice Lorraine. <laughs> Lorraine, yeah. The pretender to the throne of Alice <laughs> Lorraine. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a Persian Greyhound. It was an Afghan Greyhound. So Oh. He doesn't, well. even, know his, doesn't even know his Greyhounds, you know? I, I would not vote for him based on that. Wow. I mean, you you definitely know more mm-hmm. about greyhoundery than I do. Yeah. So I'm going to lean on you now for more dog information. Yeah. I, like, so. like if you need a name for a greyhound, like maybe 
Tina Feyhound. I don't know. Oh, that's um, not, I'm not fighting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll come back to it. Tina Feyhound. I like it. Yeah, it's already locked in. Um. So, uh, yeah. So then Leslie is uh, um, comes up to Ben's like, look, I think Donna's having a hard time with this na- this na- negative ad, and Donna hears is like, no, I always go negative. <laughs> Keeps them interested. <laughs> and then she's like, well, I heard Anne was having a hard time. And then it cuts to Anne and she's smelling a marker. Like, oh, this smells like cherries. <laughs> um, and then Ben's like, he, Ben is wise and he sees her. He's like, what do you think? And she says, look, I hate negative ads. I'd never want to do one in a million years. Um, and then cut back and Ben is saying, it's not a negative ad. We're stating facts about him. And yeah, they happen to be negative because he's a bonehead. Right. Um, so they... Um, they start to try to build a plan. She tries to get Tom's opinion because he's the campaign or communications director. And Tom agrees with everybody because he never wants to be on the losing side and talks about betting on horses. He never loses because he bets on all the horses. So, <laughs> which is a terrible betting strategy because you do lose in the long run. Yeah. Cause there are many horses running. Uh, so you, you lose. Yeah. <laughs> Tom's not smart. Um, bottom line. So, um, yeah, so he's trying to be on everybody's good side, um, but they just Tom, uh, Ben and Leslie decide to make two different demos, and whichever one they like better, they'll use that one. Um, and so uh, Leslie's going to make a positive ad, and she's going to have Ann and Donna on her team. And uh, Leslie tells Ben he can have Jerry, <laughs> and he's automatically disappointed. Um, so you wanted they, to go negative. You got the biggest negative in the world, buddy. <laughs> and so it cuts to Leslie out on the street, making a positive ad. Um, and she tells the people there it's by a hot dog stand, which again, like I feel like Linwood, <laughs> Linwood is a bigger city than Pawnee would be. And we don't have hot dog stands. There you go. So we need a hot dog stand. I would, Oh man, I would be so happy. So happy. If I just started seeing hot dog stands, like on sidewalks in Linwood. Dude, I saw yesterday driving up up in Linwood or very much North Edmond, a guy doing it was called Mr. Hero. Uh it was like a, a it was like a coffee hut sized if if you guys don't have those in your area, that's like a, just a little shed that sells coffee out of them. It was like a drive-through coffee shed that sells Euros. That's starting um, up. Yeah. I am for this very much. Yeah, I think we need smaller. So it's like instead of like the food truck, it's like just food huts. Yeah. Let's do it. There's a burrito window down in Pike Place. Yes. It's so good. Yeah. It's just a window next to an Italian restaurant. There's a chicken window inside of the, the uh, oh, what is it? The uh, soda place down in, oh, I'm killing it here. Uh, the UW Village. There's a, there's a chicken shop, chicken sandwich shop. It's just a window. I've got to go to there. Yeah. Anyway, very good. Anyway, so um, yeah, so there, there's a hot dog vendor on uh-huh. the streets of Pawnee, and Leslie tells everybody um to uh, just think of this as Christmas and your birthday and first day of school all roll into <laughs> one. Which I like. I'm thinking all the things that Leslie loves. I don't know anybody who's that excited for the first day of school. First day of school, <laughs> but all rolled into one. I I, uh, I did like the first day of school because you got to go see all your friends. That yeah. you miss, you know, and you gotta guess. you gotta wear that that new pair of shoes that has to last the next nine months. I guess, yeah. I uh, I could see the fun of it, but then also it's like I gotta do this for the next nine months. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if I can handle it. Um, and then uh, you know, cut 
to Leslie Head saying positive is always better than negative. Barack Obama said, yes, we can. And now he's president. Ben says, no, we shouldn't. And now he's working for his girlfriend. (laughs) And so she's trying to get everybody happy and smiling. And as uh, she's getting everybody ready, Tom's filming this and a big old Bobby Newport bust pulls in behind the shot. And whoa, sorry. Um, I crashed into stuff in my office. Um, And uh, and she makes a uh, yeah, it ruins the shot. So um, then cut back. And um, Tom now is working with Ben because Tom is communications director and they are looking at um, some Bobby Newport propaganda. And Tom's response is first thing is like his hair game's on point. <laughs> Got to find out what products he's using up in that her. Um, <laughs> and uh, and it, Ben's like, how's Leslie's that going? He's like, it's very good. But yours is also very good. And they start making a voiceover for their ad. Um, and uh, the the only line that they get through, like the start with, is Bobby Newport's never had a real job in his life. And Tom's like, you gotta give him more ab- attitude. You gotta scare people. So it's like Bobby Newport. Um, Bobby Newport. Bobby Newport. Bobby Newport. Bobby. <laughs> and it just all three of them just fall into this like trap of saying Bobby Newport in scary ways. And uh Jerry. Uh, ends with saying Newport and then Ben's like, all right, we got to We're just wasting time, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah. And then we have another Bobby Newport ad. Hi, I'm Bobby Newport. My dad, friend of John Cougar Mellencamp. That's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) I I love, uh, I love Bobby Newport's character so much. It's he's Paul Rudd. It was so pitch perfect. The casting choice and the yes. character. It was it's so, so perfect. That's pretty cool. <laughs> he's, well, he is. He is like the nicest, like rich brat. Like, it's great. Yeah. And John Cougar Camp is a huge Indiana celebrity. Right. And so like, hey, I know this guy. <laughs> you don't you want to be like this guy knowing somebody like this guy? So, um, and Leslie's like, who's he running for being president of every channel on every, all the time. Um, and, uh, and so they're coming down to crunch time. They have an hour to get the ad done. And so they, um, are going to play the first one. Um, and Leslie plays her and it's all the things she's pro she's pro parks, public safety, clean water. She's pro environmental regulation and very, very pro local proposition was 45, 86 and 102 F. But most of all, I'm pro Pawnee. Here are some other things that I'm pro. And it's just a list of all the things she pro that is going up. Like, and, um, and there's a hundred, 110 things. Do you have them all listed? I don't have them all listed, but some of the best ones I, I feel like, like I have, um, one of them was, uh, more snow plows, fewer libraries, one park ranger for every 10,000 raccoons start talking to Cuba again. Um, <laughs> Forming an ad hoc subcommittee oversight committee. <laughs> um, unionizing ice cream trucks. <laughs> free trade. Free trade with Illinois. <laughs> Reopen the toucan exhibit at Pawnee Zoo. Also, find Gabe the toucan. <laughs> Memorial for those lost in the trampoline quote incident. <laughs> Working sewers. <laughs> More parades. <laughs> Challenging the norm again. <laughs> Finish the statue of Burt Baccarat. Uh, no more conflict diamonds. <laughs> uh, free cookies at every street corner. One school for every student. Requiring flattering rooms in public restrooms. Free cakes when it's your birthday. Rickshaw Wednesdays. 
<laughs> making it illegal to refuse a hug and proposition 6a to recognize all five food groups <laughs> good show wednesdays <laughs> that is that is delightful um yeah so she's a pro a lot of things and um yeah so she has my uh, vote already yeah and uh tom's like i love it and it's great and leslie says do we even want to screen yours to ben and ben's like yeah that was awful because uh, she didn't say what she was running for. Um, she literally never said the word city council. And Lester's response is, it was implied. <laughs> we can just put it in. And then so they play uh, Ben's ad. And Ben's ad is like legit. Um, and uh, <clears throat> so he's, the ad is essentially Bobby Newport has been handed everything on a silver platter. His cushy job at daddy's company handed to him. His 60-foot boat, Bobby's boat, handed to him when he was 12. Leslie Nope is running for city council, too. And she's earned everything she's ever gotten. And it cuts to Angela like, she has. Yeah, she has. <laughs> Bobby Newport wants you to just hand him this election. Don't. I won't. Um, and yeah, so Ben's ad is good. It's, it's brief. It gets right to the point. It shows how Bobby is out of touch. Um, but Leslie's like, it's mean. It's depressing. It's awful. And cut to uh, Leslie. I think it was a talking head where she says, I'm Ben Wyatt. I want to destroy Leslie's dreams. Um, so they take a vote. Who's in favor of which ad? And everybody's in favor of Ben's ad. And Leslie just says, everybody's a traitor. Um, and uh, yeah, but it ends up, they're going with Ben's ad. Uh, it's unanimous. And so um, it's Leslie's like, this is just not what I dreamed it would be. And Ben says, it's, you've got to get tougher. Mm -hmm. Um, and so trust this me, is, this is the right, this is the right move. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, cut to the TV station where you are handing a DVD to the program director. <laughs> <laughs> this is 2012. Um, I, I don't know why they couldn't just put it in a Dropbox or something. Um, but yeah, you can't tackle somebody as they're transferring a file to Dropbox, I guess, because <laughs> Leslie true. comes in and tackles Ben and keeps it keeps the uh, ad out of the TV station's hands uh, and Tom comes in a cut cut scene to Tom coming in. All right. The good news. There are only two pieces of bad news. <laughs> the bad news is none of our ads aired and we can't get our money back. Um, so uh, yeah, Tom's like, you both boo this, but I can't wait to hear your new ideas. I love them already. I'm hungry. Tommy needs a mango. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy needs a mango, which are gross. I hate mangoes. Mangoes are um, delicious and God's fruit. Mm, they they taste like bo. They so. are sweet and uh, add joy to every dessert they're in. Hmm. I guess we're gonna just agree to disagree. Mangoes are disgusting. No. <laughs> I'm uh, Jeremy. I've loved mangoes since I was five. <laughs> mangoes are a conflict fruit. <laughs> <laughs> mangoes killed the the Appalachian pear. I don't know no one's ever thing. heard of a mang stop. It's a mango <laughs> straight to the store. <laughs> mango. More like mango. Get some mangoes. <laughs> yeah, now you're on board. Perfect. Uh, no, I hate it. Um, yeah. So mangoes are gross. And but Ben is still saying, like, if you want to win, you've got you're down 70 points. We need to make an ad that would communicate what you're serious about. Um, and Leslie says this uh, kind of throwaway thing, like I'd rather add, pre run pretend ads that I made when I was 10. 
Mm-hmm. So then cuts to um and he says ad. And, and he says oh. and she says you got to get tougher because you were pretty easy to take down oh, right <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so then it cuts to a new ad with ben as the voiceover this is city council candidate leslie nope when she was 10 years old and then it's leslie as a 10 year old reading an ad saying i'm leslie nope i love Pawnee and i want to make it even better better schools safer streets and more progressive tax on residential properties <laughs> <laughs> This is council, city council Bobby Newport today. People keep asking me, Bobby, what are you going to do once you get into office? Um, I'm pretty sure I'll figure it out. <laughs> Which again, a little too real. <laughs> <laughs> a little too real. All I need uh, is some, some markers and I'll be good. <laughs> but this is where the, ca- the hurricane could have gone. Right? <laughs> I guess <laughs> anything could happen. Um, so Leslie Nope had better ideas when she was 10 than Bobby Newport has now, but they do have one thing in common. And then it cuts to both of them saying, I like I dogs. Like dogs. <laughs> so for a better uh, Pawnee vote, Nope for city council. And uh, yeah, so this is a great, great ad. It's, po- it's highlighting all of Leslie's good qualities. It's a lifelong dream of hers to help Pawnee be better. And Bobby likes dogs. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it does point out a little bit of Bobby's inefficiencies, and it uses his own ad versus attacking right. him or using right. his own words, which we know works brilliantly in in political campaigns. Yeah, I bet. I mean, if somebody <laughs> says something on tape, then that's what they meant, and you know, we could play it back, and that's just that's that's the truth. Huh? In this country? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? No. What? Huh? Weird. Yeah. Huh? Now, huh? <laughs> Interesting. All right, but but this does set up like the best ending. Like the, all of this was prelude to this scene coming up, which makes this episode, in my opinion. Yeah, because well, other but, than Andy and April's whole side thing, because that was that was brilliant as well. Yeah, this is a great payoff because Bobby wants <clears throat> to meet with Ben and Leslie, um, and uh, they meet him at a restaurant. <laughs> They've already met him. Um, but they, they do the, the, they do him a favor by reintroducing themselves, um, which, cause when they met him the first time, they had no idea. He had no idea who they were and forgot right away. Um, so oh, cool. Do you want a candy bar? My dad made him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so they're at the restaurant. It's like, nice to see you. You guys want anything? This is a restaurant. So they have food and stuff. <laughs> I'll take a milkshake. <laughs> um, and so then he's like, can you, um, why'd you guys make that video of me? It was so mean. It didn't make me feel good. It was mean. You guys are mean. Uh, and, and I was like, it's your ad. I don't think it was mean. Um, but he's like, my friends keep sending me that just to make fun of me. So stop running. Okay. Just stop. And let's like, stop running the ad. He's like, no, stop the campaign. <laughs> just quit. <laughs> it would be so cool if you would just quit. <laughs> then, I, then I can have a big election, have run party. I'll invite both of you. Uh, I mean, I'm going to have a man who does magic. He's really good. <laughs> Not like cheesy magic, like good magic. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Bobby really wants them to quit. And then he's like, we're not quitting. And he's like, well, just give me the election. And then I'll let you do all the work. <laughs> I want it. Give me it. <laughs> give it. Give me it. Give me it. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so he is finally at a point where he's like, I can't handle it. And he throws his head back and hits his head on the wall. It's like, ah, it's not padded. And that seems like one of those moments where it's just like, he uh, maybe didn't realize as 
Paul Rudd didn't realize where the the padding ended. Right. <laughs> when he threw himself back and like hundred hundred percent. Yeah, it was a definite like that was not supposed to happen. Situation. But he just went with it because he's a yeah. pro. Yeah. And it was funny. It made it was it was really funny. Ah, it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, so then Les like, why are you even running? And here's where he says, I just need to get my dad off my back. This seemed easy. <laughs> What about you? What, why are you doing it? Who's your dad? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's only like, like that's just Bobby's world. Like anything that's happening to Bobby is happening to every, like, he's right. so, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that she's like, listen, I'm not going to quit. Uh, we're going to debate soon. And you need to, I warn you, I know you're my stuff. So you need to toughen up. And Bobby's like, why are you smiling? I feel bad. <laughs> and then it, wh- where did you get that girl from the video? <laughs> Can, can she do a video for me? <laughs> like that, was, that was me as a 10-year-old girl. How'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Paul Rudd is so great. He's so great in this episode and the rest of the season that he's in. I just, I thoroughly uh, just enjoy every time he's on the screen because he's, he's wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, they, and they use him in such a, such a brilliant way. He's, he's a great foil to Leslie's like just hyper-focused. And, and it really does point out just how like unfair it is that you have this person who really cares about the city, knows, the, knows everything. And then this guy that's like, he's a popular guy, so he's going to win, you know? Right. Yeah. And they do a good job in this show of uh, basically um, lampooning politicians. Because later on, Ben will be working with a politician who's basically just a handsome robot. <laughs> right. And like, so it's, there is no right left dynamic. Like it really is like politicians are ridiculous. Do we, right. we all agree on politicians being ridiculous, right? And so um, I feel like that's a good, uh, a good path for this, like this show to take is like, there's so many ridiculous things about the whole campaign process. So my my question to you is who do you think is going to be the next uh MCU hero to come off of Parks and Recreation? Because Ooh. Chris Pratt is Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. And Paul Rudd is Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Who's next and what will they play? Okay, and this is a very important question. I want I just need a little bit of time here. Yeah, you are you're you're the comic book guy, so you know mm-hmm. so much of the history and the characters their background Mm -hmm. and 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 these these people i could see aubrey plaza playing somebody yeah um aubrey plaza could play like um uh oh i'm blanking on their names right now but and i put you on the spot i i I put you on the spot and you know that's what i would love i'd love that's what i wanted to do i'd love to get jim (laughs) o'hare jerry yes um as like paste paste pot pete or something which is a minor i was gonna say i don't know villain that is (laughs) so paste uh, pop does he eat paste no he shoots like a glue and like people get stuck in the glue (laughs) that's a perfect jerry like superpower yes right so that would be awesome to get jerry he's like "Ah, i'm paste pot pete But I do feel like Rob Lowe is only a matter of time before he is. That's true. Uh, in at the uh, the MCU, like I don't know why Rob Lowe wasn't cast in the Eternals. Right. Yeah. Right. He's he is ageless. He is. Yeah. <laughs> so what, you guys really missed it on that one. Um. But yeah. So I think Rob Lowe is probably not long for getting cast in some kind of Marvel movie. But yeah, Pace Pot Pete. <laughs> 
Final answer. All right, J- cool. Jerry, who would you who would you throw in there? Oh, I don't know. I I don't I don't have the the. That's why I asked you because okay. you just you have the the whole MCU and the Marvel Wikipedia like stuck in your head. So, um, I mean, yeah. Who who would have thought that Andy would have been one of the bigger characters? You know, or the yeah. breakout character that he was. You know, so I mean, it really, it could be anybody. I mean, Kyle could be like some bad guy. Like I don't know. Who knows? I want Kyle to be the owl <laughs> from Daredevil from the, from the Watchers. No, oh, no, that's Owl Dare- Man from oh, Watchmen. Oh, See, um, yeah, no, I don't even try. The owl I don't even try. Is a, he's a mobster. <laughs> so, what would Ron, who who could Ron play? Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Just like maybe Wolverine's like uncle or something. No, Wolverine or Sabretooth or both. <laughs> In the same movie, Ron's uh, Nick Offerman is Wolverine. He's Nick just, Offerman is Sabretooth. He just shaves his mustache between between yeah. takes. Yeah, I totally totally could see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the same guy the whole time. Well, are they? Yeah, Tyler anyway. Perry's got nothing on him. All right, so next week is bowling for dollar. No, um, it's a bowling thing. Nah, it's I know that bowling. much. Nah, next episode, it's called. Bowling for votes. Bowling for votes, not bowling for dollars. Dialing for dollars. That was, I was way off. Yeah, it's all good. All right. Well, we should go because it's a half day, everybody. And the, uh, in the, I know y'all care, but it's already clearing up out here. Um, (laughs) but but it's also a half day. And so I have to go get my kid. So, yeah. I like how it's a half day, but we didn't cut our episode in half. It's actually one of our longest episodes. (laughs) There you go. All right. Well, then I'll, we'll talk next week. All right. Talk to you later. All right, bye.